it's brought me so much growth in all areas as a person, as a business owner, as an artist. Hello, and welcome to the Grow and Behold podcast, where I talk to women in business about their unique stories, their stresses, and their successes. My name is Renee. I'm a business owner, a creative, a storyteller, and a podcast host. Today, I'm talking with Cassidy Watt from Cassidy Watt Artistry Collective, and we're going to dive into the topic of providing excellent customer service as a business, and is the customer always right? We also talk about growing a team around you and what it looked like for her business to shift into teaching. Do you want to know what's scary? Deciding to start a business on your own, but you knew that. Do you want to know what's even scarier than that? Actually running a business, making decisions and being responsible for the growth and the success of a business. But it's also thrilling and fulfilling. The ups and downs of owning a business is a wild ride, like the kind of ride that has loop-de-loops and like a splash zone at the end. So before we get into the conversation with today's guests, I just want you to take a small moment to give yourself a little pat on the back. Do you hear that? That's me patting myself on the back and you should be doing the same because wherever you are in your journey, you should be proud of yourself. Good job. You did it. And you're going to get up and do it again tomorrow. Welcome, Cassidy, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Before I get into some of the kind of business questions, can you tell me and tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who are you and the person that's behind the business? Yeah, so my name is Cassidy Watt, and I own Cassidy Watt Artistry Collective. We are a luxury hair and makeup styling team based in Kamloops and Kelowna. Um, I live in Kamloops, and I work in Kamloops, but we also have team members in Kelowna, which is super cool. Um, I've owned my business since I was about 18 years old, so um, I've always really been passionate about passionate, sorry, about being an entrepreneur, and um, always knew that I wanted to own my own business in some way. I I just wasn't quite sure what that would look like and then this kind of fell into my lap and um, it kind of combined my love for hair and makeup um, with my love for being an entrepreneur and so I've gotten to kind of mesh those two things together and it's been really really fun so far and I've gotten to grow a team and just kind of mark off a lot of goals that I had set for myself um, when I was um, young and starting out and so it's just been an extremely rewarding um, process so far. Wow, that's amazing. Did you always know that you wanted to have your own business? I mean, 18 is fairly young to kind of get into it, but was that kind of always the goal? I I feel like I did it. I knew, but I didn't know if that makes sense. I know that's kind of like an oxymoron, but I had had other jobs before in like the beauty space. And I always really liked the actual doing of hair and makeup, but I didn't love having to sell a product or, um, you know, having to like kind of confine to the schedule or work in retail wasn't really my thing. And so I kind of went back and forth for a while. I was like, oh, I don't know if this would be a sustainable career for me. And then I was like, you know what, I think I could just do it on my own. And that's when I feel like I kind of was like, okay, I think I could just be my own boss. And I never really sat down and thought like, okay, this is my five-year plan. I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to do this. It just kind of started to happen. And then and as I looked back, I was like, oh, I really like that. I like making my own schedule. I work really well independently. Um, and yeah, just kind of, I feel like it all went the way it was meant to be. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful that it just kind of, you just 
you did it. You yes. just started. <laughs> the thing about me is I just kind of do it and I don't always have a big plan. I'm just like, I'm just, this feels right. I'm going to do it. And everyone around me was kind of like, what are you doing? And I was like, trust me to work out. And thankfully it did. <laughs> nice. That's good. You got to believe in yourself, especially yeah. if other people are unsure. And I think that's pretty common in the small business kind of community is being like, I'm doing this. And people are like, I'm scared for you. <laughs> literally, literally, especially because I don't feel like I, at that time in my life, I didn't know anyone who was self-employed really. My family's um, definitely not from that um, world. I didn't have any friends who were going down that path. So everyone was kind of like, this is scary. Why don't you go to university? And I just had this like inner feeling where I was like, no, I think this is what I'm meant to do. And I'm just going to pursue it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm young. I could go back to school, but it did work out, thankfully. Great. Well, I'm so glad that you followed your gut and followed your heart and pursued your dream. It's super cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, you, your industry in general and, and your business, of course, is very like customer service based. Of course, you need to um, keep everybody happy, whether you're doing hair or mm -hmm. makeup. Mm -hmm. um, tell me, what do you think is like the key to providing really good customer service? Yeah, I think that, like you said, our industry that we work in is very customer focused. And so I think that your, your work can be great, but if your customer service isn't there, your business is not going to grow the way that you want to. And I think I see that a lot where people will come to me being like, my work is wonderful. Why can't I keep a client? And I think that I have put a lot of emphasis in my business on the client experience, things like just connecting with my clients. I really try to make sure that with every client I'm sitting down with, I find some sort of common ground with them, get them talking. It's their wedding day. I want them to feel super comfortable um, and kind of like I'm just a little friend coming in, doing their makeup and spending their wedding morning with them. So I put a lot of emphasis on learning how to do that myself and then training my team how to do that as well. And so, yes, I want my artists to be good at their job, but I also want them to be really, really wonderful with their clients and kind of create that rapport with them. Um, I think we also put a lot of emphasis into the small details of the things that we do. So going above and beyond in little ways, like showing up a little bit early or sometimes we'll bring our bride a coffee or when they come into the studio, we always have a snack for them. Um, making sure that, you know, we just remember the little things. Like if a bride says something to me on her trial day, I try to like take notes about it so that when I go to the wedding day, I remember what we talked about and I can be like, oh, I remember you mentioned that your dress had a stain on it. Did you get that out? And they're like, oh, wow, you remember. Just little things like that where I feel like we take it from more of just, I'm going to show up and do your hair and makeup to creating a connection. And that has helped us where we've had say bridesmaids in a wedding um, who then get engaged and say, Oh, we want to have you do our hair and makeup for my wedding now. Or we have a bride who works for us and then she is pregnant and doing a maternity shoot and she comes back to us to do her hair and makeup again. We don't really want it to be just a one-time thing. I mean, hopefully weddings are only happening once for people, but there's other events in their life where they could come back and work with us again. And so creating that connection helps us with word of mouth and then also just retaining our clients. That is such a great point to, to just like, it's not just about the product or the service that you're providing. It's that customer experience that you said that really, I think is the, the big difference between like return customers and not because you can have, like you said, a, a wonderful product, a wonderful service, but if your actual experience is, you know, it's not memorable, if it wasn't enjoyable, then like most people aren't going to come back and the returning customer is really 
of course it depends on the industry like you said maybe you don't want multiple weddings but you, you know no judgment whatever <laughs> totally totally i think that um there's a lot of really talented hair and makeup artists and this could go for any um industry there's lots of photographers there's lots of retail stores that you could go to it's like what sets you apart and what is going to make them remember you over the other person um and i there is no shortage of amazing makeup artists in bc so we're trying to find a way to be like well what what can we do that is above and beyond that? And customer service really is what we put a lot of our effort into. Yeah, creating that connection and just kind mm -hmm. of making it like a personal experience. Yes. Do you ever have days where maybe as they happen, you know, you're not feeling joyous, mm -hmm. you're not feeling <laughs> great yourself, but you still have to go in there and kind of like befriend and kind of make those connections. How do you kind of navigate those days? That's definitely one of the trickier things I find about having a business in general. I'm actually like quite naturally a very introverted, quiet person. And my job really requires me to do things like this, a lot of public speaking, a lot of customer service. And because I am like the owner of my business, I'm dealing with not only my clients, but all of my team's clients. And so it, it, it is a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I really try to remind myself and remind my team that it's someone's wedding day. It's such an important joyous day in their life and we kind of have to put our things to the side I'm still very I very much believe in you know not compartmentalizing everything and never going back to it but when I do walk into a wedding I do try to just be like I'm here for this bride right now this is my priority it's her day I'm not going to let my stuff going on in the background seep into that but it is a challenge and thankfully a lot of my weddings I travel a lot to them so I can on the car ride there I like pump myself up and then I'm like okay you're in a great mood go in there and then when I leave I can like kind of bring myself back down on my drive home and come back into reality but I never want my clients to be like oh what was up with Cassidy today she seemed really low which is hard because there are days when you're just like this is my 70th wedding of the year and it's five in the morning and I'm not really feeling like I'm in my best yeehaw mood but um sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to um, make sure that i'm giving that customer service that i just talked about to every single client that i work with totally you got to find ways to kind of like artificially manufacture that yeehaw mood <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'm like listen to some good music and try to do all the things that i know i can do to make myself be in my best state when i when i show up to a, a booking and in terms of customer service this is a big one but is the customer always right that's tough. I feel like I can answer that from two perspectives. If it was the client asking, I would be like, yes, they're always right. But if it was a <laughs> business person answering, I'd say, no, you really have to stand your ground. And it's it's tough because I feel like I'm constantly playing both sides of that where I am I'm client facing and I, I work with my clients and I'm really active on social media. And then I'm also working with my team behind the scenes and being like, no, I know that bride just wasn't super nice or you know, this is something that was beyond our control but we need to you know, come at it in a professional manner. And I think that you can stand your ground, but be respectful and be professional. I feel like when I first started, when I was really young um, and I'm definitely a people pleaser, I would just kind of let clients walk all over me. And I would just be like, okay, whatever you want, I'll do it for free. You can boss me around, whatever. And now as I've grown older and just been doing it longer, I've been trying to perfect my way of standing up for myself, but still remaining compassionate and respectful, but saying, no, actually, I can't do that for free or no, sorry, you know, we do have to hold our policies on this one. Um, and I think that is just one of the hard things that comes with owning a business, but you can be nice to your clients and tell them no, I guess is my best advice for that. That's a great way to put it. 
Yeah, because yeah. you can you're not like you said just being walked all over, but you don't have to be rude about it. You just got to kind of be professional and somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I always think like any email I send or a message or whatever, I'm like, you know, if if this got blasted all over social media, I would still stand behind my response. You know, I was kind. I laid out the, this is why the policy is in place or whatever the situation was. This is why I'm upholding it. And a lot of times it comes back to my team. I'll be like, I, I have to compensate my team or I have to stand with my, you know, if you yelled at my artist, I have to stand with her on this and say, you know, you can be upset, but you don't have to yell at us. We're not yelling at you. We can have a, a mature conversation. And if we're not able to do that, I just won't be engaging in this conversation anymore. Um, and that's just been a huge, huge lesson that I've had to learn. Because in the beginning, I would get emails like that. And then I would just like cry. <laughs> it would ruin my day. And now I just have to be like, you know what? There's probably something going on in their life is the reason why she yelled at me and I'm not going to take that home tonight because it's not my thing to take totally yeah leaving work at work and not taking it personal I think that's it it's so valid that people often they've just got stuff going on in their lives and they're having that bad day they don't have the yeehaw <laughs> vibes <laughs> exactly. and weddings are stressful and we work primarily in weddings so I always have to remind myself and my team of that too it's a big day there's a lot of money involved uh, they're with their families and sometimes that's not a great vibe so I try to just take everything into consideration and know that I I showed up respectfully and that's all that I can control totally now, speaking about your team, you've mentioned a few times, um, mm -hmm. you started solo, you started on your own. Um, how did you know that it was time to start building a team and expanding beyond just yourself in your business? Yeah, for sure. I um, feel like the turning point for me was when I had to turn away more people than I was booking. So I got to this point where I was like, okay, I only have one set of hands. I don't really like to do multiple weddings in a day I like to give all of my attention to that bride like I mentioned in the beginning and so I would have a Saturday and I would book you know whoever inquired first pay the deposit she's booked in and then I would have like 10 20 30 other people reach out and then I was like okay there's only one of me and I'm turning away more people than I'm actually able to book and I want to do this full-time now at that point I decided okay this is what I want to pursue and so I decided at that point my first hire was um, another makeup artist and another hairstylist so there was the team of three of us um, and so then we could kind of share bigger bookings or I could be in one place the girls could be in another place trying to give myself like two sets of hands and then I think another turning point for me was when I couldn't keep up with the admin work anymore and having an admin assistant has literally allowed my business to explode because I was able to put my creative energy into growing the business and really connecting with my clients and growing the team rather than being bogged down with emails all the time and so I think back sometimes now to when I would like email the bride, book her in, go and do her wedding, email her the invoice, email all the stuff in between, do all the social media work. And it just got to a point where it wasn't feasible. My whole life was just working and especially doing admin work. I felt like I had, I didn't have time for clients anymore. And so that was another big, big push for me to be like, if I want to give the customer service that I want to give and the prompt email replies and be really on top of that, I need to outsource admin stuff to not just the um, service side of things. Um, and I just knew that I couldn't reach the goals that I wanted to reach on my own anymore. And there was things where I was like, I just don't have time to do this. It was like a really good nudge for me to, to hire some people. And what, what kind of tasks does like your admin help you with? She 
at this in the beginning, she just kind of took my emails over for me um, so that I could just pop in when I needed to. But otherwise, she would handle all of, um, you know, like booking brides in all of that stuff. Now I have a, a more extensive admin team where they handle pretty much all client stuff. Um, and then like booking our artists in for their um, like shifts and stuff. She handles all of that. So that took me years to get to that point. And it was kind of hard to let that go also. Like I had to be like, my baby has flown the nest and I can't have my hands in every single thing anymore because it's just not sustainable for me. Um, so yeah, at this point, I, I focus a lot on like overall um growth um, team management social media things like that and then i have a couple of admin staff who do more of the day-to-day -day operations um, and then i just come in if if i'm needed if there's like a, a, a issue where my attention is required they'll kind of call me in but otherwise i'm able to just kind of um, have more of like a, a, a back like a, a overarching view of what's going on rather than being like in my business so much hmm, yeah and that letting go part that's hard hey you wouldn't yeah. think it would be hard to let go of, you know, admin, emails, booking and that kind of stuff. But then once it's out of your control, I guess it gives you that kind of freedom and flexibility to focus on the things that you're actually really good at. Not that you're not good at admin, but you know what I mean? Like you can you can really focus on the growth part. Exactly. I think there was like a... a a lot of me letting go of like being a micromanager in the beginning too, where I'd be like, well, I, I wouldn't have written that email that way, or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it that way. And then I really had to be like, take a step back and be like, no, that is what makes it almost better because now my girls bring their own like flair into things. And um, my admin assistant, Jennifer is so wonderful and she's so sweet. And most of the time when we get a review, someone puts in the review, Jennifer was so kind to talk to you. And if I controlled every word that she put in the email, that wouldn't happen because she brings her own flair to it. So I just had to trust that I hired people who were wonderful at their jobs and, and let her go. And if there was something where I was like, hey, I wouldn't have worded it that way, or maybe we could tweak this. She's super receptive to it, but I kind of had to let her take it and go. And there's been a lot of things that she's improved that I like, wouldn't have thought of because I'm not, I'm not like a lover of emails. It's not my thing where she's like, I made templates and I've, you know, changed the wording a little bit. And then our clients have been really receptive to it. So I think that was also a really good sign for me. Like letting go is good. You have, I can't do it alone. And they bring new ideas that I might not have thought of to the table as well. Yeah. That's a really good point about outsourcing is that you can really grow in ways that you would not have on your own. Totally. If I was still answering all those emails, I'd, none of this would be here because I would just be answering emails 15 hours a day and have no time to do anything else. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, and what does your process look like for like hiring? Like, how do you mm -hmm. choose people that are going to be a good fit for your team and for your business? Yeah, I feel like for me, I'm a really big advocator of just like how we get along. I'm not so concerned whether it's with like an admin staff or an artist. I can teach them, I can train them, but if we don't get along, it's not going to work. And especially with the girls kind of like higher up in my team, I spend a lot of time with them and we're constantly in communication. And so I just decided really early in the beginning that I wanted to have every person who was interviewing to be on the team to come in for an in-person interview where we could talk, get to know each other. Um, I wasn't too concerned about what makeup school they went to or how long they've been in the industry. I was more concerned about, are they coachable? Are they flexible? Are they fun to be around? Um, you know, do we kind of vibe with each other? Um, 
I, I way, would way, way rather teach them what I know about hair and makeup and then be really receptive and wonderful to work with than have someone come in who knows everything about hair and makeup, but it quickly, you know, kind of kills the team environment that we've created, or it's someone who's just not quite on the same like values and important things that, that we believe in. So um, yeah, I just feel like I, a lot of times it's just been someone that I've kind of met and I've been like, Hey, we, we really get along. Have you ever thought about doing hair and makeup? And then they'll be like, Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't have any, you know, experience. And I'm like, that's okay. We can train you. But if you're good to work with, I, I would way rather hire that way than just based on experience, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. It's more about that like dynamic. And like you said, creating an enjoyable place to work an enjoyable team to be a part of um, and being coachable, I think is a huge point because some, not everyone's going to know everything and you can kind of teach them your way or teach them, you know, the new ways. And exactly. And I think hair and makeup and any industry is always um, changing too. So I feel like if they're coachable and able to, you know, train with us, we can keep teaching them throughout the years. It's not going to become stagnant. And that's something that I'm really always really cognizant of is not just being like, okay, this is the way we do hair and makeup. This is our brand. And we're going to be like this forever. I want to change as we change as people, as the trends change, as weddings change. And so I think being coachable is super important because I I want to make sure that we're always evolving and innovating and, and not just staying with one look or one brand. And how many people do you have on your team at this point? I have 20 total. Um, two of those are admin staff and then the rest are um, hair or makeup artists. Wow, that's quite a big team. Yes. Yeah, it's grown quite a lot in the last couple of years. Um, we've ha- just recently hired a few people from Kelowna, which has been really nice too, so that we're just kind of expanding our our reach across the Okanagan um, area. Um, but I would say most of us live in Camelos, which is kind of fun because we get to work together a lot. Totally. I bet you have yeah. some like fun staff parties. <laughs> We do like we we just had a training last week actually on social media and it was like we learned a lot but it was just more fun than anything and I'm like that's what I love about my job is you know we get to come in and teach each other and, and share our tips and tricks and then you know we had a couple snacks and sat around and chatted at the end and and that's kind of what it's all about for me. Yeah, and just having like people who are like like minded and kind of that you enjoy to kind of bounce ideas off and get inspiration yes. from that's really huge. And it I is. think even if even if you're in a business where you don't like for, my, for myself, I just have myself and like maybe a couple of contractors that will help me with things. Yeah. But like just having other business babes basically to like mm-hmm. talk to is something I've learned in the last year or so that it's such an important part of being a business owner is when you really just have your head down and you do everything by yourself, mm-hmm. it's, you really kind of get bogged down into different, you know, you get stuck, but if you have kind of like some business friends mm-hmm. um, or employees in your, in your case, it can really kind of help keep that inspiration going. For sure. I feel like I've learned a lot from my girls, things that I would have never, whether it was hair or makeup wise, or just teaching me as a leader or as like a friend, there's been so many things where if I was just doing this alone, those things would have never come up. I would have never learned that that situation would have never presented itself. And so I think that it's, it's brought me so much growth in all areas as a person, as a business owner, as an artist. Um, And I'm really grateful for it because it can be very lonely. And in the beginning, that was one of the biggest things where I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this as my full-time job because it's so lonely. And I, again, just sit here and answer emails all day where now we can go in, we have a studio, we can go in there, work together. You know, even if we're just answering emails, it's nice to sit there at a table together and do it together than at home alone all the time. I love working from home, but there's a limit to it as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that lonely part, I think, is is really interesting. It's something a lot of people don't necessarily think about when they start a business. But if you are the sole proprietor of your business, it's it's a lot of alone time. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And it's hard when, you know, like my husband, he works in a completely different field. And so he would, he's a great listener, but he doesn't understand. Like, he's like, oh, okay. Where when you, especially like with my admin staff, it's really nice. So I'll be like, oh, did you see that email? Or, oh, the inbox is full today. And they like get it because we're all working on the same thing and it's just nice to have other people to to talk to in a day totally we're very like social beings so it's it's important to kind of respect that in your business too yes absolutely um now you have you've also started doing some teaching as part of your business is that right yes we have just recently this year we've added that as part of our um business model which is really exciting cool and what inspired you to kind of make that move into teaching as well I think that we, again, it kind of just naturally happened. We have always trained our own staff from right from the beginning. I was just like, I want to make sure that when I send uh, an artist to a client or a bride, that it's being done, you know, to my level of standard. And so I really quickly decided that that was just an important thing for me. And um, some of my more more senior staff um, took on role of educating our team and so we've done that for the past few years and we've had a few girls who joined the team who had like no hair or makeup experience prior and we've taken them you know through our program showed them how to do it kind of spent a year with them almost um like shadowing us coming to weddings learning on the job hands-on training and then i was kind of chatting with mia and brianne who are my two um, artist educators on the team and i was like i think we could do this not just with our girls i think that there's a lot of value here for other artists who want to join the industry um and i think a lot of my motivation behind it is when i was first starting out there was not a lot of resources other than going to like full-fledged makeup school moved to vancouver that was the only option and I just that wasn't feasible for me at the time and so I I talked to a lot of um, young women or just people who want to do this as a job but they're like I don't know how to start and I don't know how to get the training that I need to get without spending a lot of money and moving away and and stuff and so I was like you know I think that it's it's not as hard as people think it is I didn't go to makeup school I'm totally self-taught Um, And so I wanted to share that. And I think it was also a really cool opportunity for me to give Mia and Brienne and and now more people on the team an opportunity to um, start teaching as well on like a bigger scale than just our team. And it's been really wonderful seeing all of it come together where we're, we're teaching these students and it's wonderful to see their success. And then it's so cool to see um, my artists go into a new role, take on that as well. And then the younger girls on the team being like, oh, I want to teach one day. So I'm going to start like watching how Mia and Brianne teach and try to like make that a career goal for me. And then same with the girls who um, graduate from our program. Oh, I want to work here. Can I work here? And one day I'd love to teach like Brianne taught me. It just kind of was a big domino effect. And it all just started really from this little seed of I want to make sure that when we go to a wedding, it's uniform and it's when you, no matter who you have on the team, you're getting the same customer service you would get if it was me and the same level, level of artistry that you would get if it was me. And we just turn that into a, a curriculum that we could teach outside. And we really make sure that we teach them, not only is this how we do hair and makeup, but we, this is how we treat our customers. This is how we create connections with them. This is how we present ourselves. This is how we remain professional. This is how we, you know, 
answer emails and our contracts and all the kind of business side of things so that when they leave our program, they're able to just go into the field and either work for us or work freelance or work for another team and really be successful in that because I, I did not have that opportunity when I was starting out. And if, had I, who knows where I would be now because I just taught myself all of that stuff. So I just wanted to share it. And it's been really fun to collaborate with my um, artists on my team to, to do that with them as well. Wow, that must be so amazing to just see like you said, like the inspiration and the motivation that kind of builds through clients and staff. And mm -hmm. it's been really, really rewarding. And it's been fun to, to see something that I think the artists on my team who are teaching right now, they were like, I never thought that this could be what I would do. I thought I would just have to do weddings forever. And we love weddings, but I feel like everyone's always looking for like, Hey, what's next? What's my next move. And so this has been a really cool way to, to bring something new to the career um, that I don't think any of us really thought was going to be a, an option, but now it is something for everyone to kind of strive for as they go, continue down their, their journey as a hair and makeup artist. So cool. What's like the, the biggest kind of like hurdle that you've had in terms of um, starting to teach? I think like we just kind of jumped into this there we were just like you know like everything we're just going to do it and see what happens and so it's just very different obviously than working with clients um it's a lot more of like a stable environment which is really nice but I think you kind of become accustomed to waking up at four in the morning driving three hours going and doing a wedding coming home and this is a lot more we every we have our set schedule we come in there every day working with the students that we were all a bit like well this is like such a different environment than where we were used to working in um and then also just dealing with different um learning styles different personalities things like that has been um it's been really rewarding and I feel like we've gotten a lot of growth from it but I would definitely say in the first few days we we're like oh okay the way we've taught you know our other students isn't really working with this one student how can we change that or you know just go back to the drawing board a little bit after every intake we kind of go back go through our textbook go through our curriculum and think okay that worked or that didn't work or that was too fast that was took too long um and it's been really nice to have different types of students who bring up things that maybe just weren't highlighted when we were teaching it to our own staff um, and taking all of that as a learning opportunity um as we go into like our next intake and our next intake and just always kind of fine-tuning it based on the students that we have at this time Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of um, fixing things as they come up. and Yeah, totally. It's just been a totally different pace than what we were used to um, service wise. And it's just been a learning as we go kind of thing. But it's been it's been working out so far. So, so far, so good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and taking on something new, like teaching in your business after doing yeah. services for so long, do mm -hmm. you ever feel like this this feeling of like imposter syndrome where you're like, oh, you know, like, why me? Why am I the one teaching? <laughs> totally. I think especially for me, I, I have a hard time with it because I didn't go to makeup school. I didn't go to university. I am totally self-taught. And I feel like there's always like a little voice in the back of my head being like, who are you to talk about business when you don't have a business degree? Who are you to talk about makeup when you didn't go to makeup school? But at the same time, I just really have to try to put that aside and share the knowledge that I have learned myself. And I have no problem with people going to makeup school. That's wonderful. I just think that there's, it's kind of cool because I didn't go to makeup school and then Mia, the other makeup instructor did. And so we can both come at it from different perspectives. And sometimes I will have these thoughts where I'm like, I can't teach because Mia went to makeup school and she knows what she's talking about. And I have nothing to contribute here. But then sometimes I'm like, 
I have done hundreds and hundreds of weddings at this point. Like I do have things to share and I just really have to keep myself in that mindset and not let the little voice get at me. Um, but it's definitely easier said than done. I think just thinking of myself as like an 18 year old starting this business and not knowing anything, I can be like, I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it for, if there was someone like her out there who wants to do this, but doesn't know how, how can I help her? And so it's definitely something that I struggle with on a daily basis. And I don't have like amazing answer for how I don't struggle with it. Um, but I just try to keep, keep myself in a good mindset where I, I don't let that take over and stop me from doing it. Yeah, because there are more than just the traditional ways of doing things in like all sorts of industries. It's it's no longer just go to college, go to university, get a degree, get a job. It's like there's all sorts of different ways, especially as a small business owner. I think a lot of the guests that I talk to didn't ever have a plan to have a business when they were growing up or they went to school for something completely different mm-hmm. and then now they're running a successful business and so I think being okay with doing that kind of non-traditional route is kind of part of it. I completely totally agree with you and I think like as there's a new generation coming into the workforce and things are changing I think that's going to become a lot more common and I think maybe when I'm old and gray out, everyone would be like, of course you didn't go to makeup school. Like that's totally fine. Um, and so I, I think it's really cool that that's changing. Um, but it's definitely, there's some times where I'm in, in it, doing it, where I'm just like, oh, I should have just gone to university. <laughs> you would have learned about this. But at the same time, I'm super grateful that, um, that I had the path that I did have. And um, it's brought me so much opportunity that I would never change it. So cool. Um, so I have like an eternal curiosity about business names. I'm always, okay. I've, I've named a few myself and I, I just always think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, your official name is Cassidy Watt Artistry Collective. Um, tell me a little bit about why you kind of chose that name and, and why, how did that come to be? Yeah, I think it's, it's not as cool of a story as I wish it was. I, <laughs> I really didn't think that I would do this forever. Like I was like, I'll just call it Cassidy Watt Makeup and that will be get me through and then I'll get a real job one day and I'll move on. And then it kind of started to grow and grow. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, it's not just Cassidy Watt makeup. There's 20 other people involved in this. And so then I was like, well, I don't want to change the name completely because then like I've worked so hard to get people to know my name and to recognize my branding and stuff. So then I decided to make it Cassidy Watt Artistry Collective so that it included hair and makeup because at the beginning it just said makeup. I didn't do hair at that time um and collective we're a collective of artists um and then I got engaged and I changed my last name when I got married and then I was like dang it I should have not put my name in it and that's like one of my biggest advice when I go back I'm like maybe don't put your maiden name in your business name because I didn't I don't want to change it because again so many people say oh I have Cassidy Watt booked for my wedding or know me as Cassidy Watt and I still go by Cassidy Watt um in a business sense but there's so much more to my business now than just me. Um, I also, that's not my last name anymore. And so it's, I don't love it if I'm honest with you, but I feel like um, trying to do my best with it. We've kind of changed it over just to call it going by CWAC um, so that it's not so much on my name because it is my business. But as I've mentioned in this interview many times, everyone brings such a unique flavor to my company and everyone's doing different things and pr- providing different creative elements to the business that I do kind of regret putting my name into it but I'm also just trying to 
do the best that I can with it. And we're doing a bit of a rebrand right now. And we're just going to kind of start going by CWAC so that it's not as focused on my name. But it's not that cool of a story, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. And it's very interesting because you're right. You've got that like your name is kind of the, it's established, you know, people are yeah. familiar with it. They know what to search when they're looking for you. Yeah. Um, but as you said, having your name in there can be, it has its tricky parts. <laughs> it has cons for sure. I, I, I try not to be mad at myself because I look back at when I did it and I just was truly like, what's the easiest name? My name. Like that just makes sense. And so at that time it made sense for me. I just wish I could go back and be like, don't do it. Like pick a new name. <laughs> it's, it's, that was like 10 years ago. It's too late now. So we'll just have to do, make best with what we have. Yeah. And I think the acronym is a great kind of solution because it's just, it's still got you in there, but it's yeah. not as like focused on your, you specifically, like you exactly. said. And if, if you do Google my name, it will still come up, but I'm trying to make it just a bit more inclusive to all of the other people who make it what it is. It's not just me anymore. Um, I do like that it kind of pays homage to the days when it was just me. That's where we started from, but it's grown a lot now and it's, it's way more than just me. So I just didn't want to be so focused on my name anymore. It's a good story. Don't don't downplay it. <laughs> Sometimes I feel if I feel imposter syndrome or anything, it's about that. <laughs> yep, there it is. It's always there. The yes. little voice in our head. <laughs> Other than the name, what else would you tell yourself if you could hop in a time machine and go back to 18-year-old Cassidy? Um, what kind of advice would you give yourself moving forward in the business? I would definitely tell myself to stop caring what everyone else thinks about everything so much. And I feel like I'm still working on that. It's, I think it's something I'll always be working on, but I feel like, especially in the beginning days of my business, I was doing things being like, what would make me look cool? What would, you know, what brand would other people like, or what, what are people going to think about this? Or what's this random person I went to high school with going to think about me having my own business. And it just, started to really take over all of my thoughts and kind of all of my decisions too. And so if I could go back, I would really try to be like, don't worry about what they think. What do you think? What do you like? What do you want to do? Um, even things like I, I thought it just wasn't a real job and people were going to, um, and they did say stuff like, oh, when are you going to go to university? When are you going to get a real job? And I would really let that bother me for a long time. And so I, I just would love to go back and tell myself, don't worry about all of that. What do you want to do? What makes you happy? What career is going to light you up creati creatively, creatively and passionately um, and just take all of the other people out of the mix because I just got very caught up in that for a long time. And that's easy to get caught up in for sure. Definitely. I think especially when you have a business that you, when you are kind of a public figure and people are looking at your content and your, your art, looking at your art and judging it and deciding if they want to book you um, or if they like your brand or your company and how you're running it, I think you can get really caught up in like, well, what will everyone think? And I've had to just really take a step back and be like, am I proud of what I've done? Am I proud of what I've created? Is this in alignment with my values? If yes, okay, I'll continue. If not, I will go back and, you know, reconfigure some things, but I'm not going to go back because someone said they didn't like it. I've had to really be like, it's not for everyone. I completely understand that, but it feels true to me. And so I'm going to continue doing it. And if not, then I will change it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that people pleasing part of us is, you know, it can get in the way sometimes, but I think yeah. if you're following what you believe in, like you said, with your values, then it's, mm -hmm. then it's the right decisions. For sure. For sure. I think it's definitely an, a lifelong task that I'll be working on though. 
Of course. Yeah. And I think that's also something people kind of forget is that it's constantly learning and changing. And even if you feel like you've learned everything, you know, you don't want to be stagnant. So you need to keep learning and making mistakes and kind of um, continuing to evolve. Totally. I think that's a good thing to remember when you're like in a season of a lot of things not going right. I'm like, it's for the plot, it's growing. It's, <laughs> it might seem like not so great right now, but if everything was perfect and easy all the time, I wouldn't grow and I wouldn't learn. And um, the challenges really are necessary, even if they're not the greatest in the moment. I love that. Oh, this mistake is, it it's for the plot. <laughs> like it's making, making a good, good chapter in my book. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, so we have a uh, playlist on Spotify called the Grow and Behold playlist. Um, yeah. And every guest adds a couple songs for, like you said, to get into that yeehaw motivational <laughs> mind. <laughs> I love that, by the way. Um, can you tell me one or two songs that are on your, on your playlist that you yes. listen on the way to a wedding or wherever you need to get pumped up for absolutely I just wanted to mention that I love this question I am like such an avid playlist maker and I feel like that's what everyone always like knows me as is like the person with the playlist for everything so when I saw you asking this I was like the, the question of my heart was asking me to give a couple songs so I really took it seriously and I had to really think about what two songs I wanted to contribute <laughs> first one I have is The Man by Taylor Swift I love Taylor Swift and I feel like that song like we were just mentioning if I'm in a a conflict and I'm like oh this is really testing me I listen to the man by Taylor Swift I'm like yeah if I was a man I would just knock it out of the park so that's my first love option that. yes and then my second one is dreams by Fleetwood Mac I love Fleetwood Mac and I feel like that song just gets me in a very creative place especially if I'm feeling like okay I really need to like get some stuff done today but I'm not feeling like it I blast dreams and then I'm in like a very groovy creative space and I get my stuff done and I just also feel like Stevie Nicks is a very awesome female icon of mine so I wanted to include her too yay I love those suggestions it really it really like music and just like moving your body even a little like in this space I'm in right now I almost every day do some sort of little like dance because if yeah. I'm not feeling it it just it just really it like physically and mentally resets you a little bit Absolutely. I feel like I put a lot of emphasis on what playlist is playing in our studio all the time. And I think other people are like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, but to me, it's a big deal. I need the vibes to be right, the music to be inspiring, and then we can create or get stuff done. So I was just super excited that you asked me that question. Cool. Well, yeah. I hope you'll check out the playlist. It's very eclectic. It's like, it, it is really all over the place, but it's yeah. also all in the same place in that it's like motivational and kind of just yeah. inspirational. I love it. I feel like that's all of my playlists. Eclectic is a great word for it. There's not really like too much of a rhyme or reason, but it all works together in some way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Motivates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining me today and chatting me and sharing all of your insights. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much for having me. This was super, super fun. And I, I can't wait to listen to all the other guests that you have on the podcast in the future. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Leaving a review really helps the podcast to reach other business babes that might also enjoy the conversation. You can follow us on social media, Grow and Behold Podcasts, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. See you next time. I would get emails like that, and then I would just, like, cry. 